0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a brief episode of Climbing the Ivy on the Fan Side of Network. This is your host, Alex Pat, and right now I am doing just a quick reaction to the ESPN 30 for 30 documentary, The Long Lost Summer. It just wrapped up on ESPN. I just finished watching it. It's about 10 o'clock on Sunday, so it ended about, you know, like five minutes ago, so I wanted to be ready to react to the documentary As soon as it ended, so everything was kind of fresh in my mind. So, as everybody pretty much knows, this documentary was about the home run chase of 1998 between Mark Maguire and Sammy Sosa. At least that is what it was advertised. What the documentary ended up being was basically a documentary about Mark Maguire with occasional clips of Sammy Sosa. I mean, look, I don't want to be that guy where I'm like, oh, I'm just a bitter Cubs fan, and you know, oh, the Cardinals, oh, but I mean, come on, that was 80% focusing on Mark McGuire and the Cardinals. I mean, it was. They they went into so much detail about Mark McGuire. Oh, and then we'll just, uh, you know, occasionally show a clip of Sammy Sosa hitting a home run. Okay, back to Mark McGuire. You know, we're going to do a 15-minute segment about that record-breaking home run, which, you know, granted, it did deserve that. The Mark McGuire home run that broke Roger Maris' record deserved a very detailed, dramatic... Showing, And I think they did a good job of that. But then you get to Sammy Sosa. Oh, yeah, he hit 61 and 62. Okay, let's move on. I mean, they showed brief clips of it. They didn't show Sammy Sosa running around the bases and the people going nut. I mean, that was a long, drawn-out, dramatic experience that should have been shown just as much as Mark maguire I mean, that was, that was an important moment. Sammy Sosa you know, was trailing in the race, and then he ties Mark McGuire late in the season, and he becomes only the second player to hit 62 or more in baseball history, and they just kind of quickly went over it. I, I mean, I just, it was so one-sided, it, it, it upset me. It, it truly did upset me. And again, you can call me and say, oh, you're just a biased Cub fan, but come on, go back and watch it. I know I'm not the only one who feels this way. It was very, very one-sided towards the Cardinals. They interviewed how many Cardinals and St. Louis people, you know, they spent so much time talking to Tony La Russa, which is fine, and all these other beat reporters and the Cardinals grounds crew, compare that to the people they talked to from the Cubs side You had a few clips from Kerry Wood, a few clips from Paul Sullivan, like one from Kerry Muscat. The person on the Cubs side who talked the most was probably Chip Carey. I felt like Chip Carey got more time than Sammy Sosa, and the documentary is supposed to be half about him. I just, I I came in expecting it was going to be a little more about Mark McGuire, because Mark McGuire did win the home run race, and... You know, Maguire was the guy who started off hot. He was the leader, and Sosa kind of came from behind. So, okay, you knew it was going to be a little more about Mark Maguire. He was the first one to break the record. That's okay, but I just couldn't get over how one-sided it was. It was like at least 75% about Mark Maguire and the Cardinals. I'd also like to point out the fact that Sosa was the one who won the MVP, and his team made the playoffs but they spent more time talking about the Cardinals team and interviewing other Cardinal players. I, I don't know if that was just because other Cub players didn't want to talk about Samry or whatever. So I don't know, but you know, they made one like 15 second mention of the Cubs making the playoffs. They showed the clip of Rod Beck giving the save, but other than that, they, they didn't even mention the Cubs being in a playoff race. And I think that was pretty important to the story of Sammy Sosa. You know, the kid that came from the Dominican Republic and didn't grow up having much, and he ended up being this big force in sports, but it just didn't feel like they focused enough on Sosa. You needed to even it out a little more. I mean, look, I, again, I, I said it before, I enjoyed watching the scene where They show Mark McGuire hitting the 60-second home run and hugging the Maris family. That was great. And kind of describing how he got off to a great start that season. He was the guy to beat. That's great. That's cool. But you barely did so suggest this. Oh, yeah, well, uh, he had 20 home runs and suddenly he was in the race. Talk about it more. Show it more. Go into more detail. Come on. I know I'm kind of going on a rant here, but I feel pretty strongly about this. If you're going to make a documentary and you're going to market it about these two guys, make it about those two guys. It, it felt like it felt like it was supposed to be a Mark McGuire documentary. If it was marketed that way, saying, look, The Long Gone Summer is going to tell the story of Mark McGuire, that's different. Then it's about Mark McGuire. Okay, we'd expect it to be about Mark McGuire. But it was advertised to be about the both of them, and I feel like we really didn't get that, there was so much that happened in that 98 season for the Chicago Cubs, it was a big year for them, again they were in a playoff race, they mentioned that making the playoffs once, they didn't even mention it was 163 games, he was at 66 home runs, he wasn't going to catch McGuire, but he still had an extra game to maybe put on a show, and you just showed one little clip of it, That's all I'm going to say about that. I I could go on and on about it, but just you need to balance it out a little more, I feel like, because Sammy Sosa was a huge, huge part of that season. Like I said, he ended up winning the MVP. He didn't win the home run race, but he ended up winning the MVP. A few other thoughts on the documentary. First of all, can we talk about how weird it was they were splicing in footage from 1998 and like 2018, 2019. So you see Sosa hitting a ball out of the ballpark and the crowd reaction. You see the Wrigley Field video boards and people wearing Chris Bryant, Javi Baez, Anthony Rizzle, Kyle Schwarber shirts. Boy, they must have known 20 plus years ago that those guys were going to be stars. Who were probably toddlers and young kids at the time. I just thought that was kind of, the editing was a little weird in some of those clips. Now they did, they got some very nice shots of St. Louis and Chicago in that documentary. Don't get me wrong, um, but it was really weird seeing that, especially since you saw some footage from, you know, Cardinal fans cheering when they were in a completely different stadium, Old Bush Stadium versus New Bush Stadium. I thought the editing was a little weird there, and I thought the pace was kind of weird, too, because they just blew by everything from, like, May to August. They really started talking about late August, September, and granted, that was when the race was coming to an end. That was important. You should talk about that a lot, but... You know, there was a lot going on in June, July, that midsummer. I mean, again, talk more about the 20-homer month from Sammy Sosa instead of stop, instead of just showing all these slow-motion clips of Mark McGuire. Sorry, going on that again. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that was... I thought the pacing could have been a little better. But hey, you know, it'll make for some fun memes and jokes when we're tweeting about Sammy Sosa hitting home runs off the Cubs video board now and people in Kyle Schwarber jerseys cheering. So at least that makes for a good joke. Um, Okay, so one of my last thoughts about the documentary, at least one of the last concrete thoughts I had, and this is probably something that a lot of people are going to be talking about. It was about the last, I don't know, 20 minutes It's when they actually got into the talk about PEDs. Now, they mentioned the supplements that Mark McGuire was taking that they found in his locker uh, during the season, but they really didn't talk about the whole steroid controversy until towards the end. You know, and some people might have mixed feelings about the timing of it. I think it's okay to do that at the end. That's just my personal opinion, so... That didn't bother me as much, though I felt like they kind of blew by it. They could have talked about it a little more, but... I think what caught my attention and a lot of people's attention was one of the last things we heard from Sammy Sosa. When he was asked about the steroids, he said, well, why do they worry about me when pretty much everybody did it in that era? That was probably the closest admission to doing it that we've heard from Sosa. I mean, he didn't say, no, I didn't do it. He said, yeah, everyone was doing it. Most people were. Why are you singling me out? That right there is basically saying, yeah, I did it. And I know that a lot of people have very different opinions on... The whole steroid issue. Some people still do not like it. They see this cheating. Some people have moved on from it. Some people are ready to kind of push it to the past. Some people say, you know what? I don't like that you did it. I don't respect that it happened, but I will respect you if you come clean and admit that you did it. Mark McGuire in 2010 came out and said that he did it. And we all know about the report that came from the New York Times about the drug testing from 2003. That had Sammy Sosa's name linked to it. Uh, so I do feel like. Those who are on the fence. About Sammy Sosa being welcomed back. Would probably be more swayed towards yes. If Sammy Sosa ended up just coming out and saying yeah I did it. You know other people did it but so did I. Like flat out said it. Um, but again that's just that's just my opinion. That's how I see it. But. Uh, It's also interesting to see that clip towards the very end of Mark McGuire being inducted into the Cardinals Hall of Fame shrine, whatever you want to call it, basically being enshrined in Cardinals history despite what came out, the drug use and all of that, while the Cubs and Sammy Sosa have not talked since... He was last to Cub in 2004. Now, things were pretty different between Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. You didn't have that really sour ending with Mark McGuire and the Cardinals like you did Sammy Sosa and the Cubs. So you can't really compare it exactly like each other. But I think it does show how two sides could come together after a number of years and kind of bury the hatchet of of hard feelings like the Cardinals and Mark McGuire did. I, I believe the Giants and Barry Bonds did some similar things. Uh, so I guess the question is, will there be any progression or will there be anything to indicate anytime soon that Sammy Sosa is going to be welcomed back by the Chicago Cubs? And a lot of fans, including myself would not mind seeing it. You know, the, the feelings are complicated. I understand that, but, at least what this documentary did show was how impactful the season was, despite the fact that it was very one-sided. It it still did show what a big year that was, and I think that the sportsmanship between Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa is very inspirational. I feel like the way the two behaved and the way the two supported each other, you had Sosa running in from right field to hug Mark McGuire after he hit that record-breaking home run. I mean, that is an iconic image in sportsmanship right there. And they're hugging just as more fireworks are going off in the sky and everyone in St. Louis is cheering. And you had the sequence, too, of the Cardinal fans standing and cheering for Sammy Sosa. I think that says a lot about sportsmanship, too. I feel like I've kind of, you know, the Cardinals in this episode, but, you know, I'm going to give the Cardinal fans credit for doing that and credit Mark McGuire for being, you know, sporty about it. You know, I don't think it's the fault of the Cardinals, their fans, or any of these people that the documentary appeared one-sided. That's just the way it was made. So I can't take it out on them. I just think the way it was presented, it was incredibly one-sided, but... I try my best to take out the good things from the documentary because I know making a documentary is very challenging. There's a lot of work to go into it. There's a, a big process going out and you got to you gotta give the guy credit for making it. I just think that you could have done a lot of things differently while you did do a few good things. Like I said, you had some pretty cool shots of St. Louis and Chicago. You implemented some cool footage from 1998. Uh, you got some... Good talk from Mark Maguire. You know, Mark Maguire's is not exactly the most interesting dude, but the fact that he was able to talk pretty openly about it, you know, I think you got to give the people who made it. And Mark Maguire some credit too. So I don't want to just sound like this is a whole rant-filled episode towards this documentary. Uh, but you know what? Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens down the road as people kind of digest this more maybe the younger generation that doesn't really understand the impact that Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire had that season, or just 1998 in general, you know, maybe they'll have a better understanding of it, and maybe they'll, you know, maybe they'll voice their opinions more now, saying, you know, maybe we do want Sosa back, or maybe we don't. Some might still feel that way, and my philosophy has always been I'm not going to tell the fan how to feel on the matter. I could give my opinion, I can counter maybe some opinions, but I think at the end of the day, it's kind of a personal thing. If you believe Sammy Sosha should come back, then yeah, you should say he should be welcome back and you know I, I would like to see him come back. but if you don't want him back, then you know what I'll respect your opinion on that and you know leave it at that right there. So, you know, Sammy Sosa right now is talking on SportsCenter, and I'm going to have a chance to listen to that tomorrow. And I know Sammy Sosa is going to be talking to 670 The Score and maybe some other people tomorrow. At least that's what I saw on Twitter. So we'll see what kind of happens down the road with Sosa because I think while Mark McGuire was clearly the main focus of this documentary, more people are talking about Sammy Sosa because of the whole sour relationship between him and the Cubs. I think Sosa is kind of the one where... We say, okay, what's going to happen now? What's going to happen now? Mark McGuire is working in baseball. He's been welcomed back in St. Louis. The fans in St. Louis still value what he did, and, you know, for good reason. And, uh, you know, he's uh, right now at the San Diego Padres. So, you know, there's not really any talk or need for talk with that kind of thing regarding Mark McGuire. But with Sammy Sosa, there is. He hasn't been to Wrigley Field since 2004. So, obviously, there's a lot more to talk about from that aspect, and they didn't get into the documentary, and, you know, it might be a good thing that they didn't talk about that sour relationship between the Cubs and Sosa in that documentary, because it might have pushed things further apart between the two sides, it might have caused a little more rift between the two, it might have caused some misconceptions, And, you know, maybe they're just... You can make the argument that there really was no place for that topic to be in that documentary. And I think that's a fair thing to say. I mean, it was about 1998. It wasn't about after 1998, unless we're talking about the steroids, but that kind of goes hand-in-hand with it. But the relationship between Sammy and the Cubs is kind of a different story, so I'm actually okay that they didn't really talk about that in the documentary. I think there would have been more... Soured feelings, possibly, depending on what was said, if that were the case. But all in all, my final thoughts on the documentary eh. I was pretty disappointed how one sided it was, but, you know, that's just the way it was. I liked some of the footage they showed, I liked some of the interviews that they conducted, I thought it was kind of cool. That we were able to talk to that grounds crew member from the Cardinals. I thought that was kind of a cool story. So it was cool to learn about that. Uh, the footage of him presenting Mark McGuire with the ball. That was pretty cool. Um, Yeah. That's, that's all I, I really got to say. It was no last dance. Let's say that. I think you could probably re-edit it. And put some more Sammy. And even it out. And it would be a bit better. And maybe make it. A little better paced, I think. The pacing was kind of weird, but, you know, again, I'll, I'll give it credit for the good that it did, but I'll also say that I think it could have been better. And that's just my opinion. But again, it's a hard thing to do. So I saw it, I watched it. Maybe I'll watch some clips of it again and maybe notice some things I missed because that typically happens. You watch it, you get an instant reaction and maybe you miss a thing or two when you rewatch it. So, you know, I might rewatch it again sometime and maybe I'll learn something more a second time around or see something I didn't see the first time and maybe digest a few things a bit better. So that's going to pretty much do it here on Climbing the Ivy. I want to thank you all for listening. I want to remind you, you can check out Cubby's Crib at Cubby's Crib.com. You could also check out their Facebook and Twitter pages. Also, you could check out this podcast and other episodes on iTunes.com. Until next time, I'm Alex Pat. Have a great night. We'll talk to you later this week.